again, we want to welcome you to the service today. If you are our guest, maybe this is the first time you've been here or the first time in a long time, we would love to connect with you. And there's a couple different ways we can do it. There is a number on the screen right now. If you text the word welcome to that number, that is one way that we can connect with you. And also right in front of you in one of the chairs there, there should be a connection card. You can grab one of those and just fill that out and give it to us on your way out today. That's another way that we can connect with you. Please do stop by the coffee table on your way out. If you're one of our guests, grab a cup of coffee. And then also we have a gift that we want to make sure to give you just as our way of saying thank you for being here with us. Tonight, we are going to have here at the church a cookout and cornhole for the couples class, the college and career class. And this is, I, I, know, I know it's not for everybody, but somebody today will walk away with this medal right here. And I know that everybody is jealous wanting a chance to walk away with that, but this will be the crowning achievement of somebody's life tonight. And uh, no, we'll ha we're going to have a great time and a lot of fun, but uh, that's for everybody in that, the couples and the college and career tonight at the church at 5 o'clock. Please do sign up if you're planning on being there. Uh, this Wednesday, be in prayer. We're going to, on Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to have graduations for the kindergarten and then the 6th and 12th graders here at the school. And so, just so you you know the Wednesday night schedule is a little bit different. You are welcome to be here at 7 o'clock for that graduation and there will not be any child care during the graduation services. So we just want to make sure that you are aware of that and know how to plan for that. And then next Sunday we are going to honor all of our graduates. It's an exciting thing and so we're going to honor those that are graduating kindergarten, uh, sixth grade and then 12th grade, we're going to, if, they, if they're graduating, we want to give them a gift and just recognize them as a church family. And if you have maybe one of your grandchildren or maybe one of your children is graduating or even just a neighbor, invite them to be here. If they're going to be able to be here, we want to make sure we have enough gifts and we're ready to give those out. So just, uh, you can take a connection card, fill that out. Just say we're planning on having a, a kindergarten graduate here and that way we can make sure that we have everything ready for that. Uh, Saturday, June 11th will be the next 55 and over activity. And they're going to be going to a Yolanda's house there and having ice cream, I believe, right? Ice cream. Ice cream is the main thing. All right. That's what we're, that's what we're coming for is the ice cream. But <laughs> but yeah, there, you'll be going there. There is a, um, a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. Please do sign up if you're planning on going. And this, again, just a great way for those uh, over 55 to get together and just to, uh, to have those friendships and to pray for each other there. And that's coming up Saturday, June 11th. Guys, on Friday, June 17th, uh, will be the men and boys baseball game. And uh, we'll be going to Rancho Cucamonga for a Quakes game there. And so just so you're aware of, we're going to have a sign-up sheet out there next week. Just want to make sure that you're planning on that. And and if you're able to join us, would certainly uh, love having you there as we go out and just spend some time together as a church family. And right before our message today, we're going to have the group come up and they are going to sing uh, Jesus Saves. And I want to encourage each one of you as they're singing this song, sing along with them. The words will be on the screen. And as we sing, let's think of the words and what this song means. Hear the heart of heaven beating, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, and the hush of mercy breathing, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, hear the host of angels sing, glory to the newborn King, and the sound. 
adore Him. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, and the wisest bow before Him. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, see the sky alive with praise, melting darkness in His blaze. There is light forevermore in Jesus saves. He will live our sorrow sharing. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. He will die our burden bearing. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. It is done. To the brave men and women who stood up for freedom, who answered the call and fought for our nation, who paid the ultimate price and never came back. To the American soldier, we thank you. To the mothers and fathers who raised a hero, to the brothers and sisters with an empty space. To the sons and daughters who have only memories. To the wives and husbands who bear the void with pride. 
To all who've lost a soldier they love, no gift could repay your sacrifice. No tribute could match our admiration. No word can contain our gratitude. But still, it deserves to be said. We remember you. We salute you. And we honor you today. thankful for America. Amen. Amen. How blessed we are. And you think about it, um, all the men and women that have died um, fighting for this country. And you have to understand, when we say this country, that's you. You are the country. We're the country, the people, the people that live here. And uh, how blessed we are. You know, we're valuable because, first of all, Jesus Christ purchased us. He died on the cross, and so that's what that flag stands for right there. Um, Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he's given me life, and a, an abundant life. He's given you life. And we're blessed beyond measure. And then we think about the founding fathers, and we think about this great country that was founded on biblical principles. And uh, men have fought for freedom and women through the years. And over a million, uh, I don't know, it's probably a million point two or so men and women have died. So, you know, people want to come to America. You know why? America, there was a big price. America's valuable. There's nothing greater than a man's life, get a man laying down his life. And uh, you think about all the moms and dads and the brothers and sisters, the grandparents who sacrificed their children, who sacrificed their futures. And uh, I'm thankful. I've been to several countries. I've been to India. Years ago, we took a missions trip to India, and uh, Laura went and Bob, Bob Raymond. And the people in India, they, man, they want to come to America. They want to come to America. And... Uh, I've been to Israel, and uh, I remember I was on the train in Israel, and there was two young boys sitting there. I acted like I was a detective. I said, I want to see some ID. They're like, what are you doing? And, uh, and I was asking a bunch of questions, and then I said, no, I'm just kidding you. You know, I'm just an American. Here, and they go, oh, America. You should have seen their eyes light up when I said I'm from America. I mean, it was just um, amazing. And I've been to... Uh, nearby, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Dubai, and uh, I've been to Canada, but Canada thinks they're the greatest country in the world. They're not, so they're just very prideful. We have a new man, yeah, raise your hand there, David. He's from Canada, so that was for him, and I'll let him know. Um, when I was growing up, we went to Canada to buy fireworks and bring them back to Detroit, and because uh, they were legal over there. But um, we live in the greatest country in the world. 
and we're blessed beyond measure. And I'm so thankful um, for the sacrifice that has been made so I can enjoy, so you can enjoy uh, this place. You say, Pastor, so many people want to come to America. Why not? We're, listen, we're here. We're blessed. And um, I'm just so, so very thankful. Let's bow our heads and just have a special word of prayer. Father in heaven, God, we bow our heads. We join our hearts together. And God, we remember those that have died. Lord, I remember going to Arlington Cemetery and seeing the rows and rows, hundreds and thousands and thousands of grave sites of men and women who have died. I remember going to the tomb of the unknown soldier and Lord, the emotions of that place. And God, I just thank you. I thank you for each one that's here in this auditorium this morning and those that have lost loved ones through the years or don't have somebody that they know that uh, has lost a son or a daughter, a grandchild. And so, God, we thank you. We praise you. We lift, we lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you for the freedom that we enjoy. And God, just help us to enjoy. Help us, Lord, to live our lives and uh, enjoy. God, thank you for this place and for the, these people. God, just continue to work in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 4 this morning. Acts chapter 4. We've been talking about transitions. Life is full of transitions, and life is full of ups and downs and difficulties and good, the good, the, the bad. And uh, through it all, though, we have, by the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. What we're seeing in, in, in what we experience today is the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so we find that the Spirit came in Acts chapter 1. Uh, well, Jesus promised the Spirit in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He said, but ye shall receive power. See, God never calls us to do anything without His power. We have His power. He empowers us. I can do all things through who? Christ. There's nothing in your life you cannot achieve through the, in God's will and through the power of Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ, who's, which strengthens me. And uh, that's, what's, that's what has established and that's what has driven this church is the power of the Spirit of God, the precious Word of God, giving us direction in life. Though the world may change and the world may try to change the definition of the family, of life and different things, that we stand upon the Bible. And it's just sure. Um, in, a, in an ever-changing world, it's just sure. Growing up, you know, you go from a, we have all the 400 children and young people in our school. They're growing up. This year they learned the Bible. They learned the Word of God. They learned about Jesus. They learned, many of them received Christ as their Savior. And uh, they're, going, they're, they're going into the next year. They're going forward with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And upon salvation, the Spirit of God comes into our heart and into our lives. And so we're to be witnesses. We're to be a light in this world. And we're empowered by the precious Holy Spirit. We come to, to Acts chapter 2. We see the establishment of the church. We see that, uh, that the, the people 
continue daily with one accord. What brings people together? We're from, we're from different places. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. You know, I'm from Michigan. I'm a, and uh, some of you are from different states around the country. Some of you are um, from, from different countries, different parts of the world. But what brings us into this place? What gives us unity for, and what gives us great purpose? It's reaching people with the gospel and uh, helping people come to know Christ and helping people grow in the Lord and uh, in, in the knowledge of the Bible and uh, experiencing life together with a great purpose of serving God and in His power. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. There was a, these are local, this is a local assembly. And uh, when people come here, we extend the right hand of fellowship. We welcome them to the church and uh, we welcome them to this place. It's God's place where God's people uh, gather together. And then sometime, from time to time, people move on. We have several families moving on. And uh, we welcome some families back here today. Good to see the McGowans. Uh, raise your hand there. They're not too far away in Orange County. And, uh, but they've moved back near family. And uh, we miss them here. And, uh, but we're thankful for the years they were here. We have the Freemans here from Tennessee, Tom and Brenda. And uh, Brenda was our mayor. And uh, she, she came to church here. And, uh, and God used the church to impact her life, the gospel here. And, uh, and then she met Tom. That was a bad thing. But, uh, you know, they, well, they actually knew each other a long time, I think. But um, they got married in this church. And now they're uh, going to a church in Tennessee, moved to Tennessee, moved on uh, to a new place, a new chapter. There's something exciting about new chapters in life. And, uh, and so we have people that, that come and move to this area. We've got several new people coming, new staff people coming in and, and so on. The Katsikarises, this is their last, well, Lewis's last Sunday. Danielle, they're moving to Arkansas. And so we'll miss them and their families as they move on and uh, to a new place. Danielle and, Danielle and AJ, as, as, are they here? There's Dan. There's AJ. Where's Dan? Is Danielle in here? She's in the nursery. She's been in the nursery every Sunday for two years. Can we get some help for her? No. They've got four kids, four beautiful little girls, and uh, I tell AJ he owes everything in his life to me. I did his high school graduation. I did his wedding. I was there when all four children were delivered. Well, I wasn't there, but I was. <laughs> and. Uh, um, I wasn't the doctor. That's one thing the pastors cannot do. But uh, they're moving to Arizona, so we're gonna we're gonna miss them. We're thankful for them, and uh, and then so that's that's the church. That's the life of a of a pastor and a people. People come, we welcome them, and then people move on to different parts of the country. Sometimes as missionaries in different parts of the world, you know, it's just exciting to serve God. This church celebrates its 60th anniversary in September. Uh, six, this church will be 60 years old. That means 60 years the church has been preaching the gospel here in this community. And it's just prime. Will somebody get that? I, somebody's got their alarm going off. But um, listen, 
this church is primed. This is the place. I mean, really, uh, Banning and Beaumont are the, are the fastest two growing cities in the whole state of California. Um, and we're thankful for that. And all we need is an Outback Steakhouse, and then it would be full of everything we'd have. You know, if we get one more hamburger place, we're all moving. Amen? And uh, in and out, up and down. Uh, Bob's Burger, Sue's Burger, anybody's, Sid's Burger. Well, that's my place. Sid's, you, can, you can buy them at my house. Um, I'm going to set up one of the little restaurants on a corner and just barbecue burgers. Amen? And uh, they'll be the best burgers in the world. But everything's coming in. People are moving. And you know what people need the most? Is Jesus. This is a lighthouse here. And so really, in many ways, it's a new beginning. Banning, there's so many people coming. It's just new. Now us old people, we, you know, we've just been here for, I've been here 18 years. I can walk out and things don't look as pretty as they used to look. You understand? Because we're used to it. California, we're used to it. Um, I was messaging my doctor this morning in Dubai. And uh, I greeted him this morning, told him we're celebrating Memorial Weekend. Invited him to come to Southern California. He said they may come next year to to Disneyland. I said, man, it would be great to see you. Uh, See my doctor from the ICU ward in, uh, in Dubai. And uh, people want to come to America, to even to visit. Uh, though Dubai is a beautiful city, incredible uh, city, uh, there's something about California. There's something about Southern California. And it's all a part of God's creation. And so as we move forward, as we transition from, ta- from, uh, from uh, the ministry here, going on 60 years, 40 years, 40 plus years having a school, we need the power of God and we need to stay focused upon the mission of God. And so we find here in in Acts chapter 4 and verse 1, the Bible says, And as they spake unto the people, or unto the priest, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Now these, you notice here it says the Sadducees. The Sadducees were a a powerful sect at that time. They had many positions on the Sanhedrin court, similar to our Supreme Court, but there was many, many that sat on this Sanhedrin, on the Sanhedrin court. And they're in power, but they they don't believe in the resurrection. They, uh, they're, they're wealthy people, basically. They're religious people. But they have their own beliefs. They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in angels. They don't believe in the spirit world. And so, though they were really a part of the, uh, the priesthood, they dominated the priesthood at that time in Israel. They, they really kind of catered to Rome. They catered to the Romans. They wanted to know what Rome wanted them to do and how Rome wanted them to... Uh, implement things, and that's what they went with. Um, They favored the Greek customs more over the Jewish customs. And so here it says, they're there, and the Sadducees came upon them. And the Bible says in verse number three, and they laid hands on them and put them them in hold 
until the next day, for it was eventide. So in the temple there, they actually had a small place, a small prison, and they would put, they would put people in those, in, in those little jail cells there, and so they put them in jail. They put them in the prison right there in the temple. Howbeit many of them heard the word and believed. And the number of men was about 5,000. You remember when Jesus fed the 5,000. There were men and women there. So really, we're, the Bible says here that there were 5,000 men that had received Christ. They believed in Jesus. They believed that Jesus, who was crucified and then was buried, they believed that he rose again the third day. And then he's alive forevermore. And this, this is spreading. Now you've got to understand something. The authorities there, they're worried because they see the Christ, that Christianity being an army. They see them being people that are going to overthrow their, them in power. And so they're worried about that and worried about what they controlled, what the people believed. The Bible says in verse 5, And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes... So you've got the rulers here. You've got the elders and you've got the scribes, and Annas, the, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and, Al, and Alexander. Alexander was probably the richest man alive in that day. He gave a lot to the temple. And uh, they're gathered around. They bring, they bring the disciples out. And then, not only that, there was also many of their kindred. The kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked them. So they brought them in. There was probably like a half circle. And they put, they put the disciples, they said, listen, tell us. Tell us what, by, in what name and by what power have you done this? You see, who, you know who's there with them? The man that they cured. The man that sat at the gate beautiful. He's with them. And everybody, listen, that man was there for three decades begging. He was, he was crippled from his, his birth. He's 40 years old. And now he's walking around. And he's, he's there with them. Now, if I would have been there with him and having that, that man that was cured, I'd have him doing cartwheels, maybe have a little acrobatic thing there. Maybe dunking a basketball. I'm showing, well, there's no basketball back then. But I'm saying, you know, maybe Israel's got talent. He'd be out there doing something to make sure everybody sees. Wait, is that the guy? Is that the same man? He couldn't walk. Look at him. And again, we talked about it last week. He didn't have to get up. And, you know, after you've been in the hospital, in the hospital bed for a while, and you haven't walked for a while, you've got to learn to walk again. You got to learn to steady yourself. You get up, maybe you get into a walker, then, and then, uh, and then you get a cane, and then finally you're strong enough. This man instantly was healed. It was a miracle. They couldn't deny it. Then Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, "Ye rulers of the people." And elders of Israel. I mean, he just said, you are it. You're the rulers. You're the elders. You're responsible for teaching the people. If we this day be examined of the good deed done 
to the impotent man by what means by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. You remember now, they said Jesus of Nazareth. You see, the power was in his name. That was important to these people. If you did something in Caesar's name, you did something in the leader's name, that was different, that, that, that the power was in the name. And so when they say Jesus of Nazareth, in his name, the power is in Jesus. And they don't like that. that they're, they're, they're disturbed by that. And the Bible says, and this is the stone, Jesus was the stone, which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Listen to this now. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Do you understand? He's sitting, they got everybody in power. Everybody who had power, and the, 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 well, the, probably the richest man, the priest, the scribes, they pinned out the word. They translated it. Everybody that was somebody is in that half circle. And Peter tells them, there's no other name. There's no other way to heaven than through Jesus Christ. The Sadducees are mad because they don't believe in the resurrection. Took bold. Now, wait a minute. This is Peter. You see, what is the difference in Peter's life? Now he has the power of the Holy Spirit. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to stand in front of them. Listen, these, any one of these groups could have had him killed. But he has courage. You see, God is establishing the church, God gave power to the church. And the church is being built right there at Jerusalem. That church at Jerusalem. I mean, this, we're seeing it. We're seeing the birth of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit of God and the boldness of Peter. Now, when they, verse 13 says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. In other words, what they were saying is they, they haven't gone to our schools. That's a big thing today. Well, you don't have a degree. You can't do that job. You don't have a degree. You haven't learned at our school. But the thing that the disciples had, and there's nothing wrong with education. I think you ought to get an education, get a degree, and get a career that you enjoy by the, by the grace of God and in the will of God because so much of your life is spent working and do something for the glory of God. But I'm simply saying that they, these disciples, that when, they, when it says that, it wasn't that they were ignorant, because they were not ignorant. These were smart men. They, were, they didn't have the education. But wait a minute, listen to this. And they marveled and took, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Do you know when you spend time with Jesus, you gain wisdom from the Bible? You gain wisdom from God? 
You realize sometimes in life, it's more important to have wisdom than knowledge. If you have knowledge without wisdom, how do you do it? How do you, how do you perform in life? How do you get along? How do you lead people? How do you lead your family? You need the wisdom of God. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where success lies. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. So here they are. They're in the, they're in the midst of the temple. They've got this audience here. And Peter's talking and speaking to them. And here's the guy right there that they healed. In the name of Jesus. That everybody that came in and out of the gate beautiful, came out in and out of the temple, for years and years and years saw him begging. And now he's walking and leaping and praising God. A great miracle. And the scripture says, And when they had commanded them to go out, out, uh, aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. So they take Peter and John out, saying, What shall we do to these men? For, in, for that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them, and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. You see, they saw the miracle. They, they, they said, we can't deny the miracle. And this miracle was done in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Now, this is the, one of the sad things about this, this passage of Scripture. Though they see it, though they know it, they still decline to follow Jesus. John chapter 3 and verse 19, it says that, that the light had come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. You see, and that's the way this world is, church. We can't expect, men love darkness rather than light. Men would, would rather live the way they want to live than in the truth of the light of the Bible and of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They choose blindness. They knew the truth, but they refused to accept it. They refused it. And that's sad. But look what it says here, saying that, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them. and was manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. They couldn't deny what had happened. They couldn't deny what the disciples had done. What Peter and John, the man standing right there. Everybody saw it. Everybody sees it. I want you to notice some things when we think about this undeniable message that, that we know and even understand today. His power cannot be denied. His power. It was through his power. It was through his power that Jesus, uh, that Peter was changed and became bold. He became one who was now speaking on behalf of Christ. Look at in Matthew chapter 26, verse 69. 
verses 69 through 75, the Bible says, Now Peter sat without the palace, and the damsel came unto him, saying, Also, also thou wast with Jesus of Galilee. So here he is. Jesus has been arrested. Peter's outside. But the Bible says, But he denied before them all, saying, uh, saying that, uh, I know not what thou sayest. This is Peter. And when he was gone out of the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Do you get the picture here? Here we see, we see Peter denying Jesus. If they had a, whatever, they, hey, give me a Bible. Let me make an oath. I don't know him. Peter's denying Jesus. And then, in Acts chapter 4, he perform, Acts chapter 3, he performs a miracle that cannot be denied. And he does it in the name of Jesus. And now he's standing before all the, listen, the wealthy people, everybody of influence, their family, the family was just in town. They just brought them all in to, to judge Peter and John. And he's not afraid to talk to them. He's not afraid to tell them the truth. He's been changed. Aren't you glad God still uses you? After you disappoint him? We've all, we've all not witnessed to somebody we should have through our lives. But he still uses us. Get the next one. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Be a witness. Be as bold as Peter. Listen, church. This church is established here. This church is planted here for us to be a bold witness in this community. To just tell people the truth. And just tell them in love. What do we do? Why do we tell people about Jesus? Because we love them. We love them. We care about them. We care about their families. I'm excited about getting the bus ministry going again. We stopped the bus ministry because of COVID. I want, more, I want bus children here. I want us to go out and bring people into church. Kids that normally wouldn't come to church. Unless somebody goes out and gets them. And compels them to come into the house of God. That they might know. Pick up gospel tracts and go out. And as we go through the summertime, we have our staff. They'll go out knocking on doors every day and passing out gospel tracts. Telling people about Jesus. And how do we do it? We do it in His power. You see, church, this morning, you are the witness. You are the very witness that His power is undeniable. Because you're in church. You love Jesus. You love God. You follow God. You go to church on Sunday. God is a priority in your life. You don't drink. You don't have... Listen, I didn't, I didn't go to the bar last night because I don't want to go to the bar. I don't need to go hang out in those places to, to party and and have alcohol, and get drunk, and, get, have, and, and smoke marijuana, and all that. Uh, we, listen, that's what this world does. 
We've got Jesus. Amen? We've got the Lord. And we've got joy. We've got an abundance of joy. You see, what they did, they called them unlearned and ignorant, but they took note that they had been with Jesus. What sets you apart is you've been with Jesus. I love the fellowship of the church. I love to, just to get together with people. I love to fellowship. But I got to tell you, Jesus is, the, Jesus is the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Jesus is in this place. And Jesus, the word of God, is going to lead this church in the next 10 years. Spirit-filled people that love God. By the name of Jesus, they've been saved. You see, his power can't be denied and his presence can't be denied. His presence, listen, you are the one. In your family, in your house, in your place of work, there's something different about you. Now, you don't notice it because it's just you. But people admire you. Now, they may not say it, and they may make fun of you a little bit. But I'm telling you, they admire you. They want what you have, but they still deny it. His presence cannot be denied. The man's walking. He was born lame. He was 40 years old when he was healed. I mean, God touched him and God changed him. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, and don't ever forget this, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I mean, there's just something about getting something new. I mean, it, it just getting a brand. Some of you are moving to new places. It's going to be a new house. It may not be a brand new house, but it's a new place to live. A new job. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But the greatest thing is that your heart is changed and you become new. You used to get down and depressed very quick, but now you don't. You have the Spirit of God. You used to see life in such a negative way, but now you see it in positive. And that doesn't, by the way, life doesn't change. There's still a lot of things in life that are negative, but you see more of the positive. You're changed. You want to serve. You don't need to be served. You want to help. You don't need to be helped. You want to, you want to give hope because God changes you. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. When we think about our lives. And you hath he quickened. He's made us alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. Where in times past ye walked according to this, the course of this world. According to the prince and power of the air. And the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our, our, our past conversation, our lifestyles. The lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath, even as others. 
Listen, don't judge those people out there. By the grace of God, we don't live like them. Well, there's bad people. You know what? God saved us. He changed us. He's given us hope. He's given us eternal life. He's given us a place to serve. He's given us Christian families and Christian friends. My life, I just celebrated 40 years of ministry. You know what? I've hung out with people like you for 40 years. Not perfect people, but people that love God. People that will help each other when they have a need. People that we can fellowship together with. When you have a problem, you get it right. Oh, let me tell you, by the grace of God, we know him. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 13. Again, we think about our lives. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? You understand, church, we're delivered. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Jesus shed his blood. You see, we're like, we're blood brothers. When we were younger, we used to, you know, take a knife. Now, is there any kids in here? Boys, don't do this, okay? You know, we used to cut, you know, we'd make a little cut and we'd rub our fingers together. We're blood brothers now. No, what we were, stupid brothers. You know, we cut our fingers. Oh, no, that didn't make us anything more. And just stupid, you know. I cut my friend's finger off. He didn't, no, I didn't. You know, I was like, wait a minute. We're really brothers. Here's your finger back. You know, no. That's what we used to do. Let's be blood brothers. No, we are blood brothers. You see, I'm saved by the same blood you are. We're going to live in heaven together forever and ever and ever. We may move to different places on this earth. Some may become missionaries and move away. And we may miss each other. But one day we're all going to be together forever. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face. That's what I can't wait. I love Jesus. And you do too. We follow Jesus. What a blessing it is. He forgives us. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you of all trespasses. Do you know the power that's in the blood of Jesus? Do you know the power to forgive? He's forgiven us. Let me ask you something. Is it hard for you to forgive people? People that offend you? People that have done you wrong? And there's a lot of things that happen to, to children. Trauma and children's life. And forgiving. But the power in the blood of Jesus Christ gives us strength to forgive And in forgiveness, you find joy. In forgiveness, you find happiness. I was talking to Mike before the service when the the, the worship team was singing. I said, would you mention this? You know, last week was Kathy. Is Kathy here this morning? I don't see her here. Her birthday was last week. I said, man, I'm glad I didn't mention your birthday, Kathy, because I would have offended you somehow. Because I liked a kid. I joked too much. You know, and I said, Mike, mention this because I don't want to offend anybody. He says, you offend everybody. Don't worry about it. You know, just, <laughs> just get up and say it. You know, that's why I miss Pastor Smith. He offended more people than me. I would listen to him out here. 
You can say, ladies would walk out, their hair would be blown everywhere. You look beautiful today. Your hair is just like wild. You know, <laughs> Pastor Smith, don't mention how bad their hair looks, okay? Please. Look in the mirror. You don't, you know. On the Israel trip, he offended everybody. I loved walking with him, you know, because I didn't offend anybody. But you've got to forgive people that offend you. If you. Listen, unless you're on an island by yourself, and don't get on that island by yourself. You heard the story about the one guy that was on an island by himself. And somebody, they finally rescued him. There was two churches there. You, you know that story. And he said, well, I got offended at that church, so I had to build another one. He was the only one there. He built another church. There was two churches on the island. He'd go back and forth. He'd offend himself. I mean, it's easy to get offended. Right? You come up, you get... Nobody liked that on Facebook. I got two likes. That's it? No. Nobody likes my picture. I don't like looking at Facebook. Nobody likes me on Facebook, you know? That's what we, we feel sometimes, right? I'm telling you, listen, listen to me, church. The power that you have for a joyful life, an abundant life, is to forgive other people that offend you. And the greater the offense, the greater you got the power of God you got to do to forgive them and move forward. God is so good to us. And then we see his promises cannot be denied. It's God that promises us. God, has, God blesses us. People can make promises to us, and they can't always keep the promise. They can't. But God always keeps his promise. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. God has blessed. We can't stop. We're here in California. We're here with, in, the, in the country now. There's opposition to things of the Bible. But we have to speak the truth. It's the message in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 16, the Bible gives us truth. We find truth. We find a message that can touch lives. It's a message of love. What is it about? It's a message about the crucifixion. Be it known unto you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, You see, we can, we, listen, church, we're the, the, the salvation that we have is based upon the fact that Jesus was crucified and he was buried. He shed his blood. He was beaten brutally. He was buried, but he's alive forevermore. That's what he's done for you. That's what he's given you. Eternal life. That's the message of love. That's God's promise. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Nothing shall separate us from his love. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while were we yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died. He loves you. That's his promise. And so by God's grace, let's look to him. You see, 
What God has done for you cannot be denied. What God has done for this church cannot be denied. I've been here 18 years. I've seen God do some amazing things. This church has been in existence for 60 years. In this community, God has done it all through the power of the Spirit of God and through people. And so now this is our time to reach the multitudes that are coming by His grace, through His power. And so we move forward like a mighty army. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your love for us. We are truly soldiers of the cross. We thank you for using us. And God, I pray you'll bless this church. We have the truth. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We've been set free. We love you, God. Thank you for the people of Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. Thank you for the people you've brought. And Lord, the people that have, some of the folks that are back visiting today, and others that are moving on, we pray, we pray for your, your blessings upon them, that we all continue to bear fruit for your glory. We love you, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Would you stand with me, please, as we sing this invitation hymn? Those of you that may be listening online or here in this auditorium, if you're not sure of your eternal home, receive Christ today. Call upon him. Salvation is found in his name, Jesus of Nazareth. Neither is there any other name given amongst men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Open your heart to Jesus. We'd love to show you from the Bible. If you're listening online again, you can contact through the, the contact information. We'd love to go through the scriptures and show you how you can know for sure you're on the way to heaven. And by the grace of God, let's be a witness for his glory. As we sing, Brother Theo will be here, Brother Mike, you come and receive Christ today. Maybe God's leading you to be baptized. You come as we sing. Let's sing it together.